Welcome to the Global Council podcast, where we share our latest insights on recent developments in politics and policy in the UK, Europe and internationally. In a new joint report, Carlos Gutierrez, co-chair of Albright Stone Bridge Group, and Peter Mandelson, chair of Global Council, warn business leaders that in the current crisis in the international trading system, companies and investors will need to develop new tools to safely navigate and mitigate risks. The report, Navigating the Global Trading System Crisis, What Businesses Need to Know, is published in partnership with the Singapore Summit in advance of its annual conference of business and government leaders. Today with me is Peter Mandelson, Global Council Chairman and co-author of the report. So Peter, is US commercial influence in the Asia-Pacific on the wane? Uh, Yes, it is potentially. The Trump administration's policies and actions are likely to result in further trade and investment diversification in Asia-Pacific away from the US. Uh, The US will likely remain on the sidelines as other countries move forward with preferential trading arrangements, um, such as the Comprehensive and Progressive Agreement for Trans-Pacific Partnership, you know, the new TPP, and also the Regional Comprehensive Economic Partnership. So this means that US companies will be placed at a disadvantage in terms of market access and rule setting. It's not going to be transformed overnight, uh, obviously, uh, but this is the uh, the direction that I think that uh, commercial relations are going to take now in Asia-Pacific. Mm. Can we expect the current trade dispute between the US and China to recede? Oh, I don't think there's any near-term prospect of the US and China returning you know, to their previous relationship, to the, to the status quo ante. I mean, the Trump administration has not mapped and is not likely to map out any time soon any de-escalation route. I mean, that's not um, President Trump's chosen course. If anything, he'll escalate, not de-escalate. And China is unlikely to make the fundamental changes to its economic policies uh, that the U.S. seeks. I mean, why should they back down? Why should they suffer that humiliation as a result of uh, Mr. Trump's threat? So they're not going to do that. And therefore, business and investors have to expect uh, greater uh, friction, certainly existing friction going on for well, the foreseeable future. What does the near-term future hold for the WTO? Um, I wouldn't say it's a brilliant future, a brilliant prospect for the WTO. Look, uh, Mr Trump can't actually pull the US out of the WTO entirely without a congressional vote. Uh, so the US remains unlikely to quit as such, uh, but Mr. Trump could make sure that U.S. behavior and actions towards the WTO are very near, just short of quitting. Um, uh, I I think that the organization looks likely to deteriorate further as a forum for trade liberalization and rulemaking and enforcement because of what is in effect an American boycott of the organization. Uh, As a result, economies will continue to pursue uh, ever more opportunities for bilateral and regional trade arrangements, largely outside uh, the WTO's um, negotiating arrangements and forum. And and that will lead, in a sense, to a further balkanisation of the international trading system. More seriously, you know, for the long term, Um, harmonization of rules and standards and trade policy reforms in new areas of trade, uh, such as cross-border data flows and digital trade, 
you know, it's highly unlikely. Uh, I'm afraid that the WTO, uh, if not brought to a stuttering halt, you know, is not going to be able to make the progress to go into new areas to, um, you know, forge ahead and lead a multilateral effort uh, to. Uh, create reform of rules, create new rules to address new challenges uh, in the international trading system uh, for the foreseeable future. It was certainly not why Mr. Trump is there. Mm. Could current tensions affect investment flows as well? Well, businesses should expect further tightening of oversight mechanisms for foreign investment in the US uh, and Europe, uh, with China as the primary target. Um, that's a sort of casualty, or if you like, or a byproduct uh, consequence of the you know increasing tension or friction uh, in trade between China uh, and the West, and that's not restricted simply to the U.S. I mean, there's there are European sensitivities about uh, the growing uh, scale of Chinese capital being deployed in Europe, uh, and political and media scrutiny of sensitive investments is likely to heighten, uh, which could impact both costs and reputations of the businesses that are affected by this. And because new investment screening mechanisms being put in place around the world, in the EU, US, etc., uh, are embedded in legislation, uh, they're likely to last much longer uh, than tariffs. Obviously, if they're just functions of a government policy, uh, they're more easy uh, uh, to repeal. But if they're in legislation, uh, they'll be there, you know, for, again, for the foreseeable future. Thank you very much, Peter. And, Pleasure. Uh, that's great. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you. The full report can be read on our website, www.global-council.co.uk, and you can subscribe to our mailing list for more blogs, insights and analysis. You can also follow us on Twitter at global underscore council.